0: Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience that uses the works of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. What does it do with the works of Charles Dickens? Nothing in particular, but maybe we'll add in a new section today to use the works of Charles Dickens for something. Um, We can use the works of Charles Dickens to explore the insect world. Um, so let's do that how will we do that Uh, I guess the one I I, I read A Tale of Two Cities it's set in London and Paris two cities which both have many insects that do not feature heavily in the plot Um, however one of the most fun things in the book, fun, disturbing, maybe, depending on your, your angle, your perspective, there is a character in it who is this woman who is involved in, I was going to say the French revolution, but there have been a lot of movements in France. I don't know if this particular book is, is linked to the revolution or uh, a uprising of some description that is not the revolution. I don't know. It was, you know, this was during the best of times and the worst of times. I don't know exactly when that was. He wasn't specific. It was the best times of those worst times. What year was it, Charles? That's what we need to know so we can identify how this fits into the history. Um. Uh, yeah, so there's this woman and she sits in the background when they're meeting and discussing things and she's knitting. And anytime somebody becomes someone who's mentioned and uh they're established as being an enemy of the revolution an enemy of a revolution whichever revolution she was involved in and um, she knits them into the register which is to say that she has a kind of a code made out of i guess ooh, this is going to test my knitting knowledge so you've got a stitch and what's the other thing called isn't there, like, at least two types of stitches? Ugh. I have knitted. I'm not great at it. And I don't remember the names of the stitches. Does it begin with a, a, a silent G? Like a knee, but with a G? A knee stitch? That doesn't sound right. Anyway, she there's with two stitches, you essentially got you can establish a binary code. Maybe she had I don't know, there might be other types of stitches. I only know two, or I only knew two the last time I knitted. But I feel like it'll come back to me with muscle memory. So she can be putting in stuff in binary. It's like someone's a new enemy of the revolution. Let's 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 put them in there, 1, whatever, and, and say, let's get them. So she would do that. And I don't know, eventually somebody would be wearing wearing this really long scarf and uh, going around um, cutting off heads or or um, knives in the dark style, uh, pushing people off bridges or defenestrating people or whatever it was that they were doing. Um, and, you know, after uh, sneaking up on someone and getting them, they would then consult the scarf and look at the next uh, line. And... Um, Hopefully, read it the right way, you know. um, You know, not look at the back of the scarf where it might give a different name. It would probably be pretty unlikely. I went to a talk once. Uh, It was quite interesting about how you can build a code. If you think of the space that a code exists in, so whatever number of dimensions that needs to be, so that every point in the space is, oh, it's been, a, it's been a few years since I was at this talk. Every point in this space is a combination of symbols resolves to a message. And what you want to do in a good co- code, and I'm using code not to mean cipher. Is that what I'm not meaning? I don't want to mean like you're trying to obscure the meaning. A code as in, I want to encode this information in an understandable way. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm just trying to put it into a different format so it can be transmitted, for example. You want the distance between a message and the message you don't want it to be misinterpreted as in this n-dimensional space to be as big as possible. You don't want, to, because if, if someone accidentally encodes the message, if they have one symbol, which is an incorrect symbol, and you're, you're, you want to be relatively close in this space to the real message and not too close to the message which you don't want them to interpret it as. It was interesting. It's been a while since I was in that lecture theater listening to that description of that thing. Um, But it all sounds very sensible to me now as I try to explain it. Um, I might have another go at that. Oh, yeah, listen. Yesterday I was talking about sharks experiencing this podcast. (sighs) Audio experience. Sharks, well, maybe they consider it a podcast. As an audio experience, it's an audio experience. I prefer not to call it a podcast. prefer to call it an audio experience. As an electromagnetic experience converted, encoded, full circle, encoded for sharks... As electromagnetic single signals so they can interpret it. So they, they use electromagnetism to find fish. So what if we were to trans, translate this audio experience into electromagnetic signals that could be transmitted to a shark and the shark would interpret it as the locations of fish and other solid objects. It'd be a very confusing experience for the, for the shark, I imagine. Um, and I don't know what how what the code the, so this is this is the crux of the matter. I don't remember how I got onto oh I was talking about the Register right in um, Tales of Cities because I wanted to use the works of Charles Dickens to explore insects, the insect world. Um. Oh yeah, because like knitting, and like it's similar to maybe maybe like a a spider making a web, but a spider isn't even an insect, is it? Is it? I don't think it is. So that was a bit of a dead end. Um, Maybe that's why this is an experience which uses the works of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness and does not use the works of Charles Dickens to explore the insect world. We tried to. We literally just tried to. And it led to a dead end. Great expectations. I'm, I'm familiar. Pip. I don't think there's um, insects. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. I'm just quickly reviewing the works of Charles Dickens in case that's not clear. Bleak House. So I hope you're enjoying this because it's just going to be me saying the names of Charles Dickens' works for the next little while. David Copperfield. The Pickwick Papers. I sort of feel like the Pickwick Papers sounds like it could be about some... I haven't read it. It sounds like it could be about some Beatles who run, uh, like, a news newspaper in kind of a cutesy world where, like, a mouse is a taxi driver. The Pickwick Papers. I can see there being Beatles in there. Um, I think that was... I went to the Charles Dickens Museum in London. Uh, It doesn't look like we're going to get to see what Gahan's up to today, does it? I went to the Charles Dickens Museum in London. It was in a house that Charles Dickens had lived in. He had lived in multiple houses at different times. I saw the chair that he used to relieve himself in when he uh, was in his bedroom and he would sit on this chair that had a hole in the middle and there was a a chamber pot underneath it. Um, That wasn't the highlight. Uh, but it came to mind quickly there for some reason. Uh, I'm in a chair. Maybe that's why. Not a chair like that. And I'm not doing what he was doing in that chair. He I also his desk. I saw his desk where he wrote some of his works. And that was quite cool to be able to see that. And I learned that he loved performing his... He he was uh, an audio experience performer. Because he used to write and then he would attend events. And he loved doing different voices and... um think he had actorly uh what's the word actorly he had an actorly bent he liked doing a bit of acting um and i guess he invented characters for himself to embody on the stage he stood behind a podium and would read from his books and do different voices for different people and um everyone enjoyed it and he seemed to be uh when he died this is one of the things that it said in the museum. You don't need to go now because i've I've ah no listen it's a good museum, but it is I am given some some of the good highlights when he died, a young girl in London was told Charles Dickens has died a poor I think it was significant that she was poor. a poor young girl she may not have been a girl uh, a poor young child in London was told that Charles Dickens had died, and she said. And they said, I don't know if it was a girl or a boy, and the, the, a poor child in London. Not, I think it was London. The, the point of the story, I'll get to, I, I'll tell the story, but part of the point of the story is how important Charles Dickens was in London and especially to poor people and to poor children. He was seen as just being quite a, a crusader for their for their well-being and their rights. A poor child in London was told that Charles Dickens had passed away, had died. A poor child was told that Charles Dickens, the writer and and crusader for the rights of the poor, and the poor in London, and the poor children in London, of whom this child was one. A poor child in London was told about the death of Charles Dickens, the writer and crusader for the rights of poor children in London, of whom the subject of this sentence is one, comma. And the child's response was, does that mean the father Christmas is dying as well? Because to this child, Charles Dickens was as significant a character as Father Christmas and the death of one. Famous writers and crusaders for the rights of poor children in London always die in threes. Charles Dickens, Father Christmas. Crusaders for the rights of poor children in London in the the Keynesian era are light on the ground. I'm trying to think of. Scrooge after he turned good. He's fictional. Father Christmas, Charles Dickens, a Scrooge after he turned good, but became a real human. Um, he left out of the book. He became so good that he came out of the book and became a crusader for the rights of poor children. A poor child in London was told about the death of Charles Dickens, the writer and crusader for the rights of poor children in London. One of three such Crusaders, who included himself, Charles Dickens, Father Christmas, and the real live boy, Ebenezer Scrooge, who was now a boy, because when he became, when he transferred from being fictional to being real, he was reborn, and had to then grow up, um, so he could fulfill his destiny as being a Crusader for the rights of children, poor children in London, of whom the subject of this sentence is one, was told, I've already said this part of the sentence, but I'll say it again for emphasis, was told that Charles Dickens had had died, and was said to remark, does that mean that Father Christmas is also going to die, has died, will die, is dying, I don't remember the tense so significant was the importance of Charles Dickens to the poor children in London in that era prior to his death. After his death, he was less of a crusader for their rights. Despite having made bold claims about the powers of ghosts, Charles Dickens did little for the poor after his death. Is that fair to say? It's probably not fair to say. His works lived on. His works lived on and I think probably did significant significantly influence people's perception of the poor um people of England. And maybe elsewhere. I don't know. But certainly a lot of the poor people in England um, saw him as being on a par with Father Christmas, as being someone who Took care of the poor. Father Christmas being, of course, the English uh, name for Père Noël, Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, um, Santy. That's, that's the Irish name for Santa. Maybe it's Santy with a Y at the end. A poor child in London. Just Let's just lay it out one more time. Poor child in London was told about the death of Charles Dickens. One of three crusaders for the rights of poor children in London. Himself, Santa Claus, aka Father Christmas. The, the infant born into the real world, Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know how that happened, but it did, according to this story was told that Charles Dickens had died. And so linked was he in this child's in this child's perception of the world, this child's mind, this child's little view of the world, this child's innocent yet in some ways not innocent view of the world because this child is so poor and has experienced so much hardship, like a like a Dickensian urchin. But not a sea urchin like a like a child urchin in a city, and so linked was Charles Dickens with trying to do good things for the for the poor and the poor children in London that when they heard that Charles Dickens had died, they said, um, "Does that mean the Father Christmas is uh, is also dead?" or it will die or is dying. Is either of those three uh, applicable to Father Christmas? So in in summary, the, um, the Charles Dickens Museum in London, I enjoyed it, but um, the little plaques next to some of the exhibits were a little bit too long at times. Let's take a breath.